Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. Good morning, wise who bore. Let's jump in. Listen, the song says, He has done great things for me. Bless his holy name. Father God, we thank and praise you. We magnify you. We glorify your name. We thank you for who you are and for who you've been. We thank you for being our Lord and our Savior, our King. We thank you for being our Daddy. We thank you for waking us up this morning, clothing in our right mind. We thank you for the activities of our limbs. We thank you for the ability to see, to smell, to hear, and to touch, as well as to taste. And on this morning, Lord God, we will taste and see that the Lord is good. God, we just are grateful for who you are, for who you've been, and for who you are yet getting ready to be. God, we give your name praise, glory, and honor because you are do it. God, today is Faithful Friday. And God, if I can just recount for my own self, you've been more than faithful to me. You've been consistent. You are a faithful God. So God, your daughter says, thank you on this morning. God, I celebrate my sister wives on this morning for their consistency and their faithfulness to the, to the wives who wore. God, I thank and praise you for each one of their lives. And God, I pray in the name of Jesus that you would meet and exceed every need. beyond their wildest imagination. So God, as we go into this word, I pray that your name would be glorified and your people would be edified. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. 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 Ha, hallelujah. Listen. So for the, well, let me not say that. Um, let me give you scripture. Let me, um, I'm multitasking today. So y'all pray, but we gonna get it done because that's what we do. So scripture is found in Galatians 5 and 22. We are very familiar with the scripture passage. Galatians, thank you for joining in the hallelujah, Gwendolyn Cage. I thought I was by myself. Hallelujah, Gwendolyn. Hallelujah, Patricia. Hallelujah, Shanice, for the things that God has done and is getting ready to do in and through our, your lives. Yeah, hallelujah. 
Galatians 5 and 22. Hallelujah, Andrea. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. But the fruit of the Spirit, we're not speaking of spiritual apples, grapes, pears, or peaches. We're talking about what's going on in the orchard orchard of your soul. Hallelujah. It is the highest praise and God is due our highest praise, y'all. So when we look at Galatians 5 and 22, we're speaking of the fruit of the spirit, but we're not talking spiritual apples, grapes, pears, or peaches here. We're talking about what's going on in the orchard of your life. We acknowledge that we are all sinful and fall short of the glory of God. We are not perfect people. Therefore, we are all, we all have a sinful nature and we all fall short. We all fall short and we celebrate the fact. We celebrate the fact that God loves us anyway. It's our, it's a part of our Christian character. The fruit of the spirit is supposed to be a part of our Christian character. Christian character follows faith and is produced by the Holy Spirit. So the fruit is a part of our DNA and it is produced by the Holy Spirit. Not by merely trying to live by the law. The indwelling of the Holy Spirit produces faith and Christian virtues. If the goal of a Christian or a Christian life is to be Christ-like, then surely every trait developed in us that reflects his character must be fruit that is very pleasing to him. So if our goal is to be Christ-like, then the fruit that we possess the characteristics that we have, how we show up outside of, um, or how we act, right? Is supposed to mirror that of Christ-likeness. And it's supposed to please him. My eyes are really, really, really bothering me, you guys. I'm sorry. So they're supposed to please him. Our, our, our characteristics, our outward display of what Christ is, is supposed to please God. Paul describes the fruit of the Spirit in nine terms. 
So we want to take a look at these. He describes them as love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. So today we're going to take a look at faithfulness because today is Faithful Friday. We are all too often like the little boy whose mother asked him to go into the pantry and get her a can of tomato soup. The little boy didn't want to go into the pantry alone and he said, Mommy, it's dark in here and I'm scared. It's all right, Johnny. I could have used my own son's name, honestly. She said, you go in there and you can you get that can of tomato soup. I need it for my recipe. He said, but mommy, it's dark and I'm too scared to go in there by myself. It's okay, Johnny, she said again. Jesus will be there with you. Now you can, now you go and you can get that tomato soup. Johnny went to the door and opened it slowly. When he peeked inside, it was dark and he was scared. His hand began to tremble, but he got an idea. He said, hey, Jesus, if you're in there, would you hand me that can of tomato soup? The definition of faithfulness is a quality of being faithful, loyal, constant, staunch, steadfast, resolute, to be firm in adherence to whatever one owes allegiance. Faithful implies unswerving adherence to a person or thing or to the oath or promise by which a tie was contracted. Faithfulness is the concept of unfailing remaining loyalty to someone or something and putting that loyalty into consistent practice regardless of extenuating circumstances, even when going into a dark pantry. The most famous geyser in America is Old Faithful. This is US history. It's not the biggest geyser in America, nor the most powerful. What makes it famous is its faithfulness. It runs like clockwork. It's dependable, but just but that's just a geyser. What about us? Are you faithful? Are you dependable? Do you remain loyal to someone or something? And then do you put that loyalty into consistent practice regardless of accentuating circumstances? Biblically, 
Faithfulness comes from a place of trust and loyalty. Hebrews 11 and 11 says, Now faith is a confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. As a Christian, it is important to be faithful to God. It is one thing to simply believe in him, but another to be faithful to him. Somewhere up in here, you may be saying to yourself, these are nice, but I feel overwhelmed. How is it that I'm supposed to live up to what faithfulness is depicting based on its definition and its biblical definition? I can never live up to being faithful. On your own, you're right, you cannot. You cannot master any of the fruit of the Spirit. None of the characteristics of Christ's followers. That's where the Holy Spirit comes in. The more time we spend with God through prayer and in his word, the more fruit of the Spirit will show up in your life. How do I get faith? Good question. The Bible answers that question that faith come from the, comes from the word of God. Romans 10 and 17. Consequently, faith comes from hearing the message and the message is heard through the word of God. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Fruit grows and matures when it's rooted in God's word and watered in prayer. Fruit grows and matures when it's rooted in God's word and watered in prayer. Fruit grows and matures when it is rooted in God's word and watered in prayer. Colossians 2 and 6 and 7. So then just as you receive Jesus Christ, our Lord, continue to live your lives in him, rooted and built up in him, strengthened in the faith as you were taught and overflowing with thanksgiving. Use this verse to picture a tree. Nourished and held in place by strong roots, built up and growing, strengthened by the sun and rain, overflowing in fruit. You are God's tree, Shanice. You are God's tree, Andrea. You are God's tree, Patricia. Be grounded in the Lord. My husband and I just finished the um, re-landscaping our front yard. I believe I told you all earlier in the year, um, earlier in the year, might have been a lot of part of last year, we had a wild boar that came through the neighborhood and destroyed the yard. So my husband had our gardeners remove 
the grass, the root system, and two inches of dirt from the landscaping area in preparation for what was to come. It's happened last year. Since then, we've had the rain. We've had the sun. We've had days where there was no rain, so we had cool weather, but no rain. Then we had buckets of rain, and now we've been dry. And throughout the course of time where there was just dirt, no weed, no grass, no anything, just dirt. Because of the rain and the sun and the sun and the rain and the dampness from the cool, grass began to reappear throughout what, which, what was once dry. So even before the landscapers could come in, we had to root up that which had tried to grow there again. So we planted a week ago today, rose bushes, some bushes, you know, all the names, because it's a whole bunch of names, right? But I noticed on yesterday that they were looking a bit parched, dry. So even in the 85 degree weather, I proceeded to grab the water holes and saturate them in water. I went up and down the yard standing in the rock and the bark, ensuring that every bush, every tree was well watered. Why? Because I'm expecting a harvest of beautiful flowers, of beautiful white roses, of bushes that will attract butterflies and bees, Diddy. So I saturated my plants and flowers and bushes with an expectation that I was going to reap a harvest of what it is they are to produce over a course of time. They went in yellow with no buds, but even now I'm beginning to see the bud of white flowers come to um, maturation on some of them. I say all that to say, God is saying to us that we got to be strengthened by his word and it got to include his word and then we got to be watered by prayer. You got to be strengthened in your root system with the word of God and you got to be saturated in prayer which is the rain. Just as I took time on yesterday to water 
and to kind of pl pl pluck off the dead leaves that I was seeing and ensuring that the roots had enough space around the bark to ensure that the water could get through. You gotta be just as meticulous as that is that I was with them in your word. You gotta be saturated in prayer and you gotta be saturated in God's word because out of the heart does the mouth speak, right? Does the issues of life flow? What's coming out? Denise, I know I got, I know you have issues. I have issues. We all have life's issues. But when you are faced with an issue, what's coming out of you? If I was to push you in your side, you would begin to bleed. What are you bleeding out when you are pierced in the side by a thorn? And God is not yet ready to remove the thorn from your side. What is coming up out of you? Is it bitterness or is it sweetness? What is coming out of you? Do you need to dig back the issues of life around your root system so that when you begin to read and pray that your roots are strengthened and as you begin to pray, you're watering it. Do you need to push back the soil that has been packed around you, which are the issues of life? I'm reading, but I'm not retaining. I'm reading, but I'm falling asleep. Heck, I don't even know where to begin to read. So you gotta be grounded in the Lord. Our role model for faithfulness is Jesus. Right studying but not applying why do it if not first corinthians 1 and 9 and i'm almost done god is faithful who has called you into fellowship with his son jesus christ our lord joshua and he will gwendolyn he will help you continue to call on him and he will respond. Joshua 21 and 45 says, not one of all the Lord's good promises to Israel failed. Everyone was fulfilled. Second Peter three and nine, the Lord is not slow in keeping his promise as some understand slowness. Instead, he is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. Jesus is our role model for faithfulness. Look up 
Focus on the words and sing. How great is thy faithfulness. We have faith in the faithful one and the spirit fills us with faithfulness. We have faith in the faithful one and the spirit fills us with faithfulness. We have faith in the faithful one and the spirit fills us with faithfulness. So it makes sense that if we want to be faithful, full of faith, faithfulness, full of faith, great is thy faithfulness. O Lord, unto me. So if we want to be full of faith, we need to have a growing faith. So I heard it put this way. If you do not use your right arm, it will eventually lose all its power to move. Its muscles must be exercised to stay alive. If you have faith, you must exercise this also. If you don't, it dies. Without exercising your faith, your faith dies. Exercise your faith. Exercise your faith daily. Faith to believe the impossible. Faith to receive what it is you've been asking and praying for. Faith to believe for your health to be restored. Faith to believe for your marriage to be restored. Faith to believe for your wayward children to be saved and filled with the precious Holy Ghost. Faith to believe. Whatever it is you're believing for. Exercise your faith. Faith in God seems easy on the good day but it is tested and grows stronger when life gets tough. Call Job and ask him what it felt like when he lost everything and all he had left with faith to believe. Job had to believe in God because he had lost everything he had. 
was like, I dare not give up on God. I dare not give up on God. If he's did it before, surely he will do it again. Same God back then. Same God right now. God, I believe. God, I believe. God, I believe for restoration in my family. God, I believe that you're going to deliver my sons. God, I believe that you're going to heal my mother. God, I believe that you're going to heal my father-in-law. God, I believe that you're strengthening my marriage even now. God, I believe. I believe the report of the Lord. God, I believe that the job I've recently applied for, it shall be mine. God, I believe. I believe that you'll turn my bad days into good days. God, I believe. That my marriage is whole in every area. That there is nothing missing, nothing lacking, and nothing broken. God, I believe. I believe I'll get up from depression. God, I believe. I believe I'll get up from oppression. God, I believe. I believe you'll turn my situation around. God, I believe. I believe you for breakthrough. I believe you for answered prayers. God, I believe. that if I take one step you'll help me to take the second one God I believe use your faith because faith without works is dead and if you do not use it it will die exercise your faith. Exercise your faith. Believe God for the unbelievable and then remind him of his word. God, you said in your word that yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, God, that I don't have to fear. So God, I believe you that I will not fear. That I'm on this road and I don't even know where I'm going, but you got me out here. You told me to get out the boat, God. Now what? What are we doing out here? You told me to come to this very place. You told me to trust you. 
So now what are we doing? the road regardless to the fact that I cannot see the road God I trust you God I believe you I believe that you'll be the light into my feet I believe that you'll lead me and I believe that though they slay me yet I will trust you God I believe Faith in God seems good, seems easy on good days, but it is tested and grows stronger when life gets tough. You know, when the lemonade begins to get made, when life throws you lemons. But faith is a gift to you from God. If you have faith, keep it. And keep it active. Faith does not survive packed in an old truck, truck or kept in cold storage. So you gotta unpack it. You gotta unpack your faith. And you gotta activate it. And you got to put it in work. Listen. <laughs> I have a pair of. Uh, ear pods. And my right ear. Is extremely staticky. And I've been telling my husband. Babe. I, to the point where I have to just pull it out. Because it's just. Tap it, it'll stop for a few minutes and then it'll go. So yesterday, he went out to take care of some business and when he came back, he said, hey, it took me a minute because I had I was trying to do something and it didn't work at one store. So then I decided I was going to go to another store. So he came home, my, my background is blurred, but he came, came home with a new set of uh, ear pods for me, right? But in order for me to use them, this is where I'm going. It ain't about the box. It's not about what he brought me. But in order for me to use them, I had to activate them. I had to unwrap the box. I had to open up the box. I had to remove the, the AirPods. I had to remove them. I had to open the case so that they could be activated and connect with my phone. Right now, it's telling me that my air, air, the, the actual buds themselves are at a hundred percent, but the case, my God.
is only at 39. The case is only at 39%. Yeah, God, I see you. I hear you. God is saying that some of you are sitting at 39%. But when I but when you open up the faith box, when you open up the faith box, and you pull out faith. Your faith will be sitting at a hundred percent. But until you open it, you're only sitting at 39. You gotta charge your faith box by reading the word of God. You gotta charge your faith box by praying the word of God. You gotta charge your faith box so that when you get in them situations that life is throwing at you, you have the ability to be sitting at a hundred. So when the fiery darts begin, when the bad reports come, when the enemy comes for your head, you believe God under any situation and under any circumstance that even though They'll be tapping at your exterior with the things that are happening in life. This is life pecking at you. Like a woodpecker. This is life tapping at you daily. Throwing curveballs at you. Oh, but taste and see that the Lord is good and his mercy endures forever. Oh, I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me because I am a daughter of the king. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I don't have to fear for the Lord is with me. He is my rod and my staff and he comforts me. Come on. Even though... Life is pecking at you. I got the word of God down on the inside of me because I've been reading and I've been watering by praying, right? And when the enemy comes in, my faith in God gets activated. My faith in God remains activated because I'm now tapped in to what God is telling me and has been telling me. Come on. God is giving you the tools necessary to overcome whatever happens in your life. Gwendolyn, God has given you the tool. Mama, Grandmother, to do what's necessary in this season of your life. I'm not telling you that the pain is going to go away, but I'm telling you that even in the pain, God says, I'll be a very present help 
in the time of trouble. Trust me. Lean on me. Depend on me. I'll never leave you nor forsake you, nor will your seed beg for bread. Gwendolyn, I'm telling you, them children will not go without. You'll be wondering, how did it happen? And then you'll think back, oh yeah, God made a way. When there was no way, God made a way. God provided. He is provision. He is everything we need exactly when we need him to be it. So if you have faith, keep it out and keep it active. Faith does not survive packed in an old trunk or kept in cold storage. Some fine musical instruments must be played to survive. Leave them idle and they will no longer make music for you. Use the faith you've got and it will grow stronger. Faith to fail to use it and it will weaken and perish. Exercise your faith in God. I'm building up my muscles, God. I'm building up my biceps. I'm exercising my faith, God, because I believe you to do it. One more time, God, I have faith to believe with my sister, Lord God, that you're going to give her the answers to the prayers that she's been asking and waiting on. Yeah, God, I'm weary and I'm well-doing. I'm weary in my well-doing. I'm weary in my well-doing. But I shall not shall not give up for I know that I will win if I don't give up so look there are many ways to exercise your faith helping others loving them forgiving others living a noble life, firmly holding high ideals and staying the course. God has planned for you, but your faith is best exercised when you ask it to do the thing it alone has the power to do. When you ask it to lift up your soul for the touch of God. Faith is best exercised when you ask it to do the thing it alone has the power to do. When you ask it to lift up your soul for the touch of God, this you do 
This you do when you truly worship him. Faith is best exercise when you ask it to do the thing it alone has the power to do. When you ask it to lift up your soul for the touch of God. This you do when you truly worship him. Anybody got to worship on the inside of them. So now what, Denise? Hallelujah. 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 God, I bless you. God, I honor you. God, I adore you. God, I worship you. Hallelujah. My soul longs for you. Hallelujah. As the deer patteth by the water, so my soul thirsts for you, God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Hallelujah. God, there's none greater than you in all the earth. God, there's none wiser than you. There's none stronger than you. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory to your name, God, glory to your name, God. Glory to your great name, God. Hallelujah. We bless you. We bless you, Jesus. We bless you, Jesus. We bless you, Jesus. We honor and adore you, God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God, my soul cries out for you. Hallelujah. To worship you, I live. To worship you, I live, oh God. I live to worship you. Come on, five second praise break. 30 second praise break. God, we live to worship you. To worship you, I live. I live to worship you. To worship you, I live. To worship you, I live. I live to worship you. Oh. 
Yeah. Can hear our war cry. Oh, yeah. So as you go about your day today, activate your faith. Activate your faith. Either by helping others, just loving on them, forgiving others, living a noble life, or firmly holding high ideals and staying the course God has planned for you. But remember, the best way to exercise your faith, the best way to exercise your faith, is when you ask it to do the very thing that it alone has the power to do which is to which is to worship him worship god throughout the day today worship him for who he is for who he's been for who he is now and for who he will yet be worship him Give God some advanced praise. God, I praise you in advance. Because I already know you're going to do it. So I won't wait till the battle is over. I'll shout now. I pray that you guys have a blessed and highly favored day. I pray that God does exceedingly abundantly above all that you could dare ask or think today. I pray that God shows you that he's concerned about the very thing that concerns you today. I pray that he shows you a glimpse of your future today. I pray that he reminds you that you are the apple of his eye. that you are loved. And that being loved by God is better than being loved by anyone else. Because when you have the love of a father, the father, As love. 
That's the kind of love that'll never leave you. That's the love that wants to see you do better. That's the kind of love that says, I'm here for you. Regardless. That I'll never take my hand off of you. That I would leave 99 and come after you. That's the kind of love that he gives. It's the agape, yes, kind of love. So I pray that you were encouraged on today. And I love you all. And I pray that you have a blessed weekend. And my prayer is that I will see you all on Monday. Have an amazing day.